Welcome to Magic and Mayhem. Discover the secrets to creating magnificent books for kids and teens. Magic and Mayhem is a free podcast and ebook series brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre. If you're interested in writing for kids and teens, join us on a journey that's set to inspire and enhance your own writing skills. Download your free Magic and Mayhem ebook at magicandmayhem.com.au. My name's Valerie Koo, and I'm founder of the Australian Writers' Centre. This episode, we're talking to Tamsin Janu, an award-winning author of children's fiction. Her first book, Figgy in the World, was inspired by a trip to Ghana, and Figgy has now appeared in two more books. Tamsin's latest book is Blossom, a junior adventure story about a girl who finds a young child on her doorstep. Now, we're super proud of Tamsin because she's one of our graduates, and it's so lovely to see someone who has come through the Australian Writers' Centre go on and get published and win lots of awards. In fact, Tamsin came up with the idea of her figgy books while she was on our course. Like Tamsin, you dream of becoming a published children's author, check out the course that changed Tamsin's life. Go to writercentercomau slash children's author. That's writercentercomau slash children's author. As you'll hear in my chat with Tamsin, she does still work part-time at a legal centre, so she has written and published four books all while still working. Now that's impressive. Let's have a listen to Tamsin. Tamsin, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I am so thrilled for you and so thrilled about the third book that you've got released, but there's a fourth one coming out as well. Now, the the latest book, well, just to give people a little, little bit of background, your first book came out and that was Figgy in the World and it won all these awards. It was, <laughs> you know, just such a huge success and was so popular, especially for a first-time author. And you followed that up with the sequel or the second book in the series, uh, Figgy and the President. And... Um, Coming up soon in September will be Figgy Takes the City. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that will be the third in the series. But uh, you also, in the meantime, because you're a very busy woman, you've released <laughs> another book, uh, which is not part of the Figgy series, and it's called Blossom. Yeah. Now, I've this, I have so many questions for you, Tamsin, because uh, you've achieved so much in such a short period of time. And I want to get into, you know, your writing process and how you've managed to be so prolific and how you've written such fantastic books. But before we get onto that, let's start with Blossom because that's the one that's out out now. And um, it's such a great read. It just hooks you in from the first few pages. And so I want to know, just for, for readers who haven't yet, you know, got their hands on a book, on this book, what is it about? Yeah, so um, Blossom, it's about a 10-year-old girl named Lottie who lives in the outer suburbs of Sydney and she one day discovers a little girl on her doorstep um, who she names Blossom. And uh, Blossom doesn't speak, um, so she can't say, like, where she's from and she's really obsessed with the flower which she um, carries around everywhere with her. So she's a bit of a mysterious little character. (laughs) 
Now, it is such an unusual premise, <laughs> but when you read the book, it's completely, you know, credible and believable. But it's such an unusual premise when you just hear it like that, right? <laughs> so how in the world did this idea come into your head? Because it's oh, so unusual. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't it was, um, I lived, it sounds a bit weird how it came about, but um, I was a youth worker in the Northern Territory in um, 2014 and 15. Um, so I lived in a remote community out there and um, I would always have people coming to my door and knocking on my door and it was always a bit of a surprise, um, <laughs> like when I opened the door, who I would find. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes there'd be a random group of little kids, um, sometimes adults. Yeah, it was a whole variety of people. Um, so that's really what sparked the idea for the opening scene where kind of Lottie opens the door and Blossom's standing there um, is just that idea of someone coming to a door and and you not knowing who they are um but then from that I just kind of I don't know where it came from (laughs) you don't know where it came from (laughs) just kind of the story kind of went from there and kind of yeah the characters developed and yeah took me with them that's fantastic now you as I've mentioned this is already your third book with the fourth one coming out very soon so really you're already an experienced author but I'd like you to take us back to before you'd written anything right and uh you uh, did you did you always know from a young age that you wanted to be a writer or, or was it something that came to you when you became an adult and you thought, oh, I might try this writing thing. How did it all form, the the, the, the desire to be a writer? Yeah, I, I remember from when I was really young, I always liked writing stories. Um, I'm one of six children. I'm the second eldest, so I forced all my younger siblings to, you know, be in my plays a lot. <laughs> um, and I, I remember being very young. I had a I have an older sister who's very smart and worked really hard and so she'd win all the awards at school whereas, you know, I wasn't quite as smart and didn't work quite as hard. So I remember um, whinging to my mum once that I I didn't win many awards and mum kind of said, but you're creative, like you write good stories. So I remember, you know, holding that with me through kind of um, school. Um, and But then the first time I wrote outside of the school experience was probably like a year after I left school I just kind of felt like writing and it just started from there um that I started yeah jotting down some stories and yeah getting going (laughs) wow and so you have done the course at the Australian Writers Centre um become a children's author which is about writing books for children and young adults right yeah so what prompted you to do that course Um, I was just really, I'd probably been writing, I was writing quite a, a a silly book that I knew wouldn't go anywhere, but I was just having so much fun writing it. Um, and I just wanted to learn more really. Um, I just, yeah, wanted to learn more about the craft and all that kind of thing. Um, but when I got to the course, then I, of course, I hadn't really thought about getting published or anything like that. Um, but yeah, the course kind of introduced me to the possibility of getting published, I suppose, and just taught me a lot about things like voice and, you know, where your story is pitched. Um, like I was kind of writing at the time a book that was a bit young adult and a bit middle grade. Um, so, yeah, it kind of showed me, yeah, the different categories of children's literature as well. 
And I understand that it was just only on the second day of the course that you came up with the idea that eventually became your debut novel, Figgy in the World. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I was a bit early um, to the course on the second day, so I sat in the park. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's when I, I wrote down the first words of um, Figgy in the World. So yeah, it's kind of funny. It must have sparked something in me that I I kind of, yeah, thought seriously about an idea. <laughs> Now that that book has become so popular and has won so many awards or been shortlisted with so many awards, in case there's some listeners who aren't familiar with it yet, and you know, with the rest of the series, with the third book in the series coming out now, just give us a little bit of a rundown on Figgy and Figgy's world. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, well, Figgy, um, she lives in Ghana, uh, so she lives, um, which is a country in West Africa. She lives lives with her grandma Ama and her cousins. She goes on numerous adventures. Um, the first book involves um, Figgy going on a big trip across Ghana um, to find medicine for her grandma Ama who isn't well. Um, and so, yeah, the second book, Figgy's a couple of years older um, and she goes on some adventures there too. She's trying to find out what she'll be when she grows up and she stars in a movie. <laughs> and then the third book, um, Figgy and her friend, Nana, they're going off um, to school in Ghana's big city, Accra, so they have to leave their home village. Um, so, yeah, it's been nice kind of following Figgy as she kind of grows up. Um, she was eight in the first book and, and now in the third she's turning 12. So, yeah. Mm. And so when you started, when you sat in the park on the second day of your course <laughs> and you thought of this story about Figgy and you developed it in, in the course, at what point did you think, you know what, I could this I could put, get this published maybe? Um I I don't I can't really pimp on a time. I um I I just kind of wrote it. It came quite quickly um mm. and the kind of yeah, just the story kind of came out quite quickly. Um and then I kind of decided to send it off to a couple of publishers, kind of the course, you know, I think they'd given us a sheet with like a couple of publishers you could send your first couple of chapters to. Um, and then also at the time, um, Scholastic Omnibus um, was accepting unsolicited submissions and they were accepting the full manuscript. Um, mm. So I posted that off to them. Uh, and then three months later, I got a response and it was a rejection. Um, but it was it, it was Dean Blacklock who used to work at Scholastic Omnibus and she was saying she liked a lot about it, like the voice and um, the premise and the setting. Um, but there are a couple of things that needed work and they were kind of more um, things that more beginner writers, I think, <laughs> all, you know, it's, it's kind of tough things like consistency of voice and, mm. um, you know, the pacing and mm. keeping the writing tight. Um so, yeah, I kind of took that as a challenge and, and I think I had to finish a couple of months of uni exams and <laughs> so I waited till my summer holidays and, and really worked on it hard and, and kind of, yeah, worked on it a lot and then sent it back and they accepted it. So, yeah, it was kind of just, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. kind of quite unexpected that, That's... yeah, it happened like that. <laughs> and then became so successful. So you were studying at uni. Now, what were you studying at uni? I was studying law. Now, ha have you subsequently um, started a career as a, as a lawyer or have you wanted to write? Well, how, tell us about that balance. 
Yeah, it's been a bit tricky. Um, I've kind of been a bit all over the place. I, when I finished uni, I went off to be a youth worker in the Northern Territory, like I said, for a couple of years. Um, and I've, I've kind of come back and, and now I'm a research assistant at a charity. So I guess I kind of use my um, law background in some ways. Um, but yeah, I haven't gone on to be a full-on lawyer yet. And it's more just because of of the time, um, I've kind of made the decision this year that I, I kind of want to have at least one day a week where I can dedicate to writing. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I, I was really looking for a part-time job. So you dedicate one day a week to writing (laughs) and you're releasing your fourth book. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. I do bits and pieces on other days too. (laughs) Sure, um, but that's fantastic. So that, uh, oh, let's get into that. Tell me, you must have a really efficient and productive day. How do you structure your writing, regardless of whether it's on that day or when you're doing your bits and pieces? How do you approach your writing? Because obviously you're not a full-time writer. You're only really dedicating one day a week plus your little bits and pieces. How do you structure your writing in order to write all of these books? Yeah, you say it's structured, but it's actually really all <laughs> over the place. It's Go quite, on, just tell I'm me. Trying to become, <laughs> I'm trying to become more structured. Um, I really um, – it is – it's kind of whenever I can grab time mm-hmm. – um, so it's kind of changed as I've moved, you know, to different jobs and everything. It changes how much time I can dedicate. Um, but when I'm really into a story and when I'm really um, enthusiastic about it, I find I can kind of, if I have a day at home, I can kind of dedicate most of the day to just working on that story. Um, so, and I write quite quickly, I think, um, so I can draft a story quite quickly, um, which I think helps. Um, but I think it's just kind of enjoying it um, helps you to fit it in um, whenever you can. Um, but let's say you're in the middle of writing uh, one of your manuscripts then. Tell me about your yeah. typical day, as in the day that you dedicate to writing. Do you just wake up and get to the computer and go for it or do you have any kind of ritual to get into the zone or do you do you have a word count target or or, or, or how, how does that actually work for you? Sure. So when I'm, I'm drafting, um, yeah, I'll get up and have breakfast um, and I'll kind of sit down and, and write. I don't usually work to a word count target, but sometimes I'll, I'll have it in my head. Like it'll be nice to get to 2,000 words uh, by the end of this day, but I don't kind of beat myself up about it. Um, if I'm having a hard day. Did you day, just say 2,000 words as in you might actually write 2,000 words in one day? Yeah, sometimes. That's a a good target. That's fantastic. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but when I'm having like a hard day concentrating, like I think we all have those days where it's just, um, I do like to go to a a cafe occasionally and Mm. sit for two, three hours, how many hours I can get away with (laughs) um, at a cafe. You have to buy lots of cups Um, of tea, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Mm. (laughs) Um, So because I really like the kind of buzzing background noise in cafes. Yeah. um, and that really helps productivity. <laughs> yeah. mm. um, and I also go on lots of walks. Um, so going mm. on a long walk, I think, really helps. Um, you come back, you feel a lot more kind of productive. Yeah, fantastic. All right. So I, I just think that's fantastic and how prolific you are and you're only dedicating one proper day uh, per week. So 
tell us about, um, do you just start with a premise and start writing or do you actually know what's going to happen in the story? Like are you a plotter or a pantser? Um, I think I'm definitely a, a pantser, um, but mm. I do like generally start a story. Um, I'll have a premise and I'll kind of jot down a few points um, before I start writing. So I'll generally kind of know where I'm going or I'll at least know the first half and then when I'm kind of a quarter way through, I will have thought of the ending. Um, but I find like stories sit in my head for a long time before I actually write them. And mm. so that really helps with the kind of the planning process because I'm just thinking about them all the time, gen- often for a number of months before I actually write anything. So yeah, wow. by the time I get down to write, I'm, I'm really want to write the story. Um, so when they're sitting in your head and you're just thinking about them, and they're obviously brewing, at what point do you know? Because as you said, you don't actually know the whole story before you start writing, you usually know the first yeah. half. At what point do you know, i got to get it out now? Um, I'm What's not the sure. trigger? <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, it is after they've been sitting there for a couple of months and I, I just feel ready, I think. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can kind of, I, 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 can, I can write it. Um, yeah it's just a feeling I guess of readiness it's also when I have time um I try to because I'm often working on a couple at once um so I try to I try to finish what I start um so yeah once I finish the next one then I'm like great time for this new story um but yeah I don't want because you know you get new stories in your head all the time and if you kind of sat down and wrote all those new stories you'd you'd never finish one so I try to commit to this writing before I all yeah, right, writing. so in that case, you're right, you get new stories in your head all the time. Do you literally just let them sit in your head or do you write some notes so you don't forget what's in your head? <laughs> I do have now a, a folder on my computer, like WIPs, <laughs> work yeah. in progress. Um, and so I, I've just been putting up a new Word document and literally writing down. It might only be a couple of lines just mm. of ideas just because, yeah, I am a bit scared. If I have a great idea, then I'll forget about it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's mostly, yeah, <laughs> that's the extent of my, yeah, planning. <laughs> have you had to do a lot of research for your books, um, particularly, I suppose, Figgy being in Ghana and, and stuff like that? Have you, Did you have to do a lot of research for that? Yeah, I actually lived in Ghana um, for – bit over three months um Mm -hmm. before I wrote Figgy the Figgy books I was yeah kind of volunteering over there and teaching at a school uh Mm. so I lived with a local family for that whole time Mm. and um yeah was obviously around kids all the time Mm. um and yeah I traveled a lot all over the country too um so I really got I think I I got a good sense of Ghana from being there for that long and just kind of yes, soaking up the culture and everything. I also wrote journals. Um, I wrote in a journal while I was there. So I would write in it every single day for the entire time, Um, which was quite a commitment because some of my days were, you know, got up, went to school, (laughs) Um, you know, saw a funny animal on the way and then then walked home. Um, But they were really useful once I got home because, um, yeah, just really helped bring back kind of the sights, sounds and smells, everything about Ghana and and yeah so what do you think's the most challenging thing about writing um as in what do I, you find the most challenging thing sure i i sometimes find it hard um when you're writing a book 
and you've been working on it for a long time and you kind of get to that stage at the end of the book where, you know, you're not sure if it's finished. I still Mm -hmm. have sometimes a lot of trouble kind of, you know, putting a full stop on it and saying that's done. Mm. Um, And it's particularly problematic also when you're doing, you're writing a manuscript and you get to a point where you're like, I think there's a problem, but I don't know what it is. Um, So I found a solution to that. I just leave it for a couple of months and it generally, you know, coming back to it with with fresh eyes, you kind of see it in a different light and can solve the problem. But um, yeah, that's what I find that like a little bit frustrating sometimes when you feel like you've hit a bit of a roadblock. <laughs> mm. And what do you find the easiest thing about writing? Um, it's probably just coming up with stories. And I, I just, yeah, I, I love doing that. I love doing first drafts, um, just kind of getting a story out onto to the page. Um, mm. I, I really, really love that kind of process. I know some people find it that's the most horrible part, um, mm-hmm. but that's the part that, I really love and yeah makes me really excited. Now you say you often have a couple of things going at once so for example Blossom's already out and then Figgy Takes the City is already written because it's coming out very soon. Yeah. What are you working on now? Um, So I'm working on a couple of other um, middle grade novels. I don't like to talk about the too much before they're they're like you know out there because I get superstitious but one involves Mm -hmm. um um gymnastics I did a lot of gymnastics when I was a a kid so yeah that's what one of them involves so I'm kind of drafting one um and and kind of editing the other great and so if are there totally different topics or totally different um yeah pretty much yeah (laughs) Yeah. so if you're working on two things at once how do you is it hard to keep track or or how do you then divide it oh morning I'll write the gymnastic one in the afternoon I'll write this other one how do you actually on a practical level, divide up how you spend your time? Sure. Um, it's kind of uh, more like a, more feeling, I suppose. Like with the with the gymnastics one, I, I'd previously um, – I wrote it and got some feedback and then I was sitting on that feedback for a while and then I felt ready to tackle the feedback I'd gotten and to really get in there and edit it. So um, – so I'm really focusing on that one and leaving the other one I was drafting for a little bit. So right. it's just, yeah, what I feel, often it's what I feel enthusiastic about, um, mm-hmm. yeah, what I feel motivated to do. And I'm sure once I finish editing this, the one I'm doing now, I'll be so excited to go back to the other one and finish drafting it. So, yeah, yeah I kind of go by what I feel excited about because, yeah, then I'll get the work done. <laughs> now you've you've – you know, been successful as an author with your fourth book coming out, but cast your mind back to the moment you heard that your first book was going to be published. Can you remember what was happening at the time, what you were doing? Can you describe what your experience was and how you received it? Was it phone call? Was it email? And what did you think? Yeah, I was actually, um, I was doing some volunteer youth work in remote Western Australia um, in the Pilbara at the time and I was staying in uh, one of the miners' dongers, the kind mm. of like little caravans. Um, so I had some Wi-Fi in there and so I got an email from, from Dan Blacklock um, saying that they wanted, they, you know, um, wanted the book and and it just seemed a bit kind of like 
I was in another world because I was just away from home and I was kind of like, <laughs> is this real? Uh, yeah. But then she was saying she wanted to have a phone call, but I don't think I had reception there. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> so I went to youth program and I remember standing on a bridge um, <laughs> on the play equipment <laughs> to ensure I had reception <laughs> and having the phone call. Um, but, yeah, it all felt very kind of like, <laughs> yeah, otherworldly just because I, I wasn't home. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it was just so exciting. Um, but just even the prospect of having – a book out there, even when the book came out, it was just, yeah, it's just never really is, expected it. So. <laughs> it's so wonderful. And so when you did the course at the Australian Writers' Centre, what did the course do for your writing and your writing experience? Um, I think it just, it definitely motivated me to, I guess, maybe write a bit more towards publication um, to show mm. there were you know, that it was possible to get your book published. I mean, I, I, I've I, never known anyone who had a book that was published and so I kind of thought of authors as kind of far, far away creatures who it were very special um, and they were saying, no, it's it's possible for, for normal people too. So it gave me kind of that push and it also just showed me, I guess, um, lots of useful things about, you know, the basics of writing and and how to structure a novel. Mm. And did you ever imagine at the time that you ended you would end up with four books? And I'm sure that's, you know, only the start. There's plenty more coming out of you, I can tell. <laughs> um, no, never, never. I, I never thought that that was even possible. Um, so, yeah, it's all, it's all been such a wonderful kind of ride and and journey. <laughs> What's been the most rewarding thing about being an author or, or, or the re- most rewarding thing about writing your novels? Um, I think it has actually been, um, and I didn't consider this when I wrote the books, but it's been the feedback from children um, mm. specifically. Um, it's just really lovely to get emails and letters from kids who really enjoy your books and particularly now Figgy in the World is studied in quite a few schools and so mm. you know I get lovely 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 letters and emails from kids so that's been I think yeah the most rewarding and the nicest thing <laughs> about it um, just knowing that kids enjoy it. <laughs> Wonderful and finally what's your advice for aspiring writers who hope to be in a position like you are one day with all these books published? Um. I think it's important to kind of write what you want to write. Um, mm. So don't be kind of um, – don't be swayed by <laughs> what's trendy or <laughs> anything like that because um, I think when you write, yeah, what you're passionate about, it, it really kind of works well. Mm. Um, yeah, and also don't get disheartened. Um, I think writing can sometimes be a – it can be kind of hard and you spend a lot of time, you know, by yourself in your own head um and there's sometimes a bit of like disappointment when you don't really get it right um but when you do get it right it can it feels really great so yeah just keep working at it (laughs) wonderful and on that note thank you so much for your time today Tanson thank you Valerie Just keep working at it. That's great advice for sure. If you're working on something, sometimes it's a struggle or it doesn't seem worth it, but just keep going. You will get there. Tamsin said something that I hear from a lot of people. She never really thought about being published, but she'd never met anyone who had published a book before. 
authors were faraway creatures that could never be her. Hopefully, what you're getting from this series is that yes, you can be an author and you can get published. All sorts of people from different backgrounds have done it. So think of all these people who you've met virtually or orally, I suppose, in this podcast. They've been published and they were all perfectly normal people too, just like Tamsin and just like you. If you're looking for a supportive writing community, then join us at writercentre.com.au. Just sign up to the weekly newsletter and you'll find out writing tips and short story competitions and also a few life-changing courses. That's writercentre.com.au. See you over there.